This is part three of seven of my interview with George Morrow of the Humble Road YouTube channel and custom van shop in New Jersey. You'll find links to the Humble Road channel and much more in the show notes, a.k.a. description, for this episode in your podcast app. Okay, let's get right into part three of my interview with George. Please enjoy. That's a, that's a brilliant direction to be thinking in, especially with electric vans coming online. Now, obviously, we're a long way from long-distance electric vans, and, and you know the vast majority of the talk and hype about... Uh, Whoever, Sprinter's electric van, VW's electric van, et cetera. Um, right. You know, the, the ranges are short and and they're cost prohibitive. And, and just like everything else, you know, when, when there's a, a big innovation in electrical, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while, I think, before our vans are, are power or driven by electrics as well. But I'm curious to see where we go in terms of of amp hours and weight and size in the near future. Um, yeah. Those innovations are so fascinating to me. You know, I'm yeah. looking forward to a thousand amp hours and at a hundred pounds, right? <laughs> right. Well, the solid state batteries are going to do that. Okay. Uh, yeah. They're, they're not ready for uh, prime time just yet. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's another thing that, that I'm very careful. Uh, my components are, well, I'd love to use, the latest and the greatest, they haven't been proven out in the field. Uh, so I select components that have a very good track record. They're workhorse components, and they're easily serviced anywhere you may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've gotten comments that uh, I, I just love that uh, Xantrex SW3000 inverter. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's so antiquated, you know, there to try to get that thing, uh, to be, uh, controlled from your phone is just ridiculous with, they, oh. they, oh, it's just, however, you can run that baby 24 seven for 10 years. Wow. It's just a workhorse. So I'm willing to, uh, and my clients are willing to, to forego the Bluetooth capabilities, uh, or the slickness. Uh, right. For the for the day to day reliability. Now right. Victron, Victron seems to be an excellent product, and uh, and I think they're proven overseas. But I'm waiting for their their service network to get a little broader here in the states. I'm using them. I'm starting to use Victron components, uh, but I know that you know somebody has a problem with a Xantrex inverter, they can get that repaired. You know, probably within fifty miles of where they're standing. Now, it's not... isn't uh, Xantrex more or less on the cutting edge in terms of of um, uh, power with regard to uh, lithium iron phosphate? I mean, aren't they kind of ahead of the game on that, or at least well, on top of it? They they were on top of it. Their um, their their eGen system uh is what first attracted me to their to their battery system but the the core of that system was a lithionics battery gotcha and uh and to me that was the uh the big selling point uh okay. is that lithionics oh, okay. gotcha. yeah and and lithionics is the only battery that's UL listed and huh. again it goes back Amazing. to safety yeah yeah um, <laughs> and i said i had one video where i was speaking to a product manager at Xantrex uh, the UL testing that that battery had to go through, they actually shot it with a nail gun. Wow. And, yeah, I remember uh, that. 
That's yeah, and then they <laughs> test the thermal runaway. You know that whatever one cell was was punctured, uh, it, they're able to isolate that cell and, and prevent a, a, a larger thermal runaway. So, huh. but I do like the I like the Victron products in uh, Sam's van that I'm working on now. Uh, I've got two MPPT solar controllers. And I've got two strings of 300 watts on the roof, and I'm running them in parallel. And I'm getting a lot of criticism and feedback that I should be running in series. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, it's really six, six of one, half a dozen of another. Sam's lifestyle, he finds himself in the deserts of Arizona most of the year. Uh, so parallel... Uh, is, is he's going to get that, that afternoon sun and get those big amps into his battery, and then he's done with it. Gotcha. And, uh, and then I've got uh, DC to DC chargers. They're also from Victron, because on the ProMaster, uh, I'm not too keen on the second uh, alternator install. It's an aftermarket kit, and again, there are thousands of vans out there, thousands of ProMasters with that kit, but sure. there are a few dozen failures where the uh, the new fan belt cuts a heater hose and now the vehicle's inoperable. Wow. And it happened to the Vagabonds, but they were lucky enough to, uh, because Dave does so many maintenance checks uh, almost daily before they take off, he was able to catch it before they were disabled and they were able to get to a facility to have it repaired. But if it's a ProMaster, I advise against the second alternator, and I'd say let's go with the two DC to DC chargers. They're 30 amps apiece, uh, so you're getting 60 amps. Obviously, you need to have the high out, high output alternator from the factory, uh-huh. uh, which which these ProMasters do have 220 amp uh, alternator. So he's right. getting uh, he's getting 30 amps of charging from the solar, and he's getting 60 amps of charging from the DC to DC chargers. So he's just he's at 90 amps for a good part of the day, and and yep. when he needs it, and uh, and he's thrilled. That's great. He's thrilled, and that's the New Jersey sun. Uh, you know, just the other day I measured those uh, at 11:30 in the morning. He was yeah. getting 15 amps per string. Uh, yeah, and of course it trails off as the as the sun moves, mm-hmm. uh, but he but he's getting those big amps right away, which is really really what the lithium wants. The, the lithium wants amps. Yeah, that's great. Well, those are the kinds of solutions that people hire you to <laughs> to find for them. Right. Uh-huh. And by the way, I'm that's another thing I'm really impressed with with regard to your channel uh, and your videos is your knowledge of of electrical. Is this part of your your natural tinkering ability, or did you go through some pain to learn this stuff? Uh, I I did a lot of research and a lot of homework. Okay. Um, uh, basically, in the uh, boating world, um, because their um, uh, their restrictions are much stricter. Yeah. Their standards are much higher for boats than they are for RVs. Sure. So I I try to do everything according to the, um, the yacht council standards uh-huh. uh, I can't afford any like the RVIA uh, I can't afford to join <laughs> right. I know my vans would pass uh-huh. you know I would get certification but at this point I can't afford it uh, but so I know in my heart uh, that these vans are built according to RVIA and exceeding RVIA into the the yachting council yeah 
but all you know all uh, self-taught uh, and and you know my build philosophy is to keep things simple and uh, in doing so it is a bit easier to to get a quality system you know I, I do get involved in load balancing I get involved in uh, you know every single wire run uh, is measured including every turn I don't just estimate I, I bring every turn and bend into the equation because that can add up yeah. and it can add several feet to your run uh, and then you'll get voltage drops. Right. Resistance. So, uh, yeah, the resistance increases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every, I, you know, I triple insulate every wire. Uh, I'm very, very careful about wire movement within the van uh, while they're driving it. Uh, there will be no chafing. Uh, you know, everything is locked down and, and it's, it's good. It's, it's very tight and safe. Yes. And like I said, I get into load balancing. Uh, I'm concerned with um, uh, the amount of amps coming into a bus bar and where it's coming into the bus bar and how it spreads across a bus bar. Right. So I'll, I'll even look at that. And these are just simple elementary uh, concepts. You know, I'm not sending a, a rocket to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And then there's all the crimping stuff. Uh, that crimping video you did with the very expensive yeah. Milwaukee. Is it a Milwaukee crimper? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, that thing. For me, it was well worth sure. it. Uh, because my even with a uh, hydraulic crimper that I was using, yeah. uh, it was too inconsistent for my liking. Right. You know, I got good crimps, mm-hmm. but I wanted consistency and I wanted a little more speed. Yep. Uh, for me to crank down on that hydraulic, I'm only 150 pounds, so it was, it got tough. <laughs> yeah, elbow uh, grease. <laughs> yeah, the Milwaukee tool is just wonderful. It really is. That's cool. And and it records every crimp, and it alerts me if the crimp was done incorrectly or insufficiently. Yeah. And on some of my lugs, you know, the four rot lugs particularly, uh, I can now put two crimps on a wire, on a lug, yeah, instead of right. one, because it's such a precise tool. Hey, that wraps up today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're giving away a useful van life resource over at vansage.com. The Campervan Essentials Checklist for Packing and Outfitting Your Van. It's the easy-to-use download for making sure you've got all your van life essentials on board before you hit the road, and it's free at vansage.com. And there's more. You're going to get the Vansage newsletter, packed with exclusive van building, living, and traveling resources. And we've got more useful downloads coming soon. You can find all that via the link in the description for this or any Campervan podcast episode, or just head over to Vansage.com and click the appropriate button. Okay, thanks again for listening. Until the next episode, best of luck in all your endeavors, and enjoy your van life adventure. I double dare you. To sit over here I double dare you To lend me your ear Take off your high hat And let's get friendly Don't be a scared cat Say what do you care Can't you take a dare I double dare you